the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is filled with both sunshine and storms. But without God's navigation, souls can easily become spiritually shipwrecked. Anchored in Christ is a weekly broadcast that ministers the scriptures so we can know Christ the Savior and enjoy salvation, security, strength, and stability found only in Him as we set sail through life's marvelous journey. Here's Pastor David Kahiwat. Today we continue in our sermon series entitled Weathering the Storms of Life from Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 41, which says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray and ask God's blessing on this message. Lord, we come before you right now. We thank you for your word and the power that it has to work in our hearts and lives. I pray that you would use this message to minister to hearts today. And may you be glorified through all of it. And if there's somebody who's going through a storm in life right now, may you use this message to be an encouragement to them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Last time... As we began our mini-series entitled Weathering the Storms of Life, we looked at several things. First of all, in order to weather the storms of life, we must remember who designs the storms. And as we go through a storm in life, we ought to remember His promises in the storms. Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. We also talked about that in order to weather the storms of life, we should remember His presence in the storms. Remember that He was in the hinder part of the ship. Then we also spoke about to get through the storm of life, we need to remember His peace in the storms. Jesus was the one who calmed the waves and the sea. And then also, we ought to remember His purpose in the storms. Jesus asked the disciples, How is it that you have no faith? His purpose in the storm was to increase and develop their trust in Him. Today, I'd like us to continue our series by preaching this message entitled, Remember Who Directs the Storm. Remember Who Directs the Storm. Now, let me just give you a quick overview from this passage. Jesus had just finished preaching to a multitude off the shore of the Sea of Galilee. His pulpit was a boat. And at the end of the day, rather than retiring towards the throngs of people, Jesus commanded the disciples that they should go to the other side. After they had set sail in the middle of the trip, 
a storm arose, which was common to this area, and the waves beat against the ship and filled it. Jesus was asleep on a pillow in the back of the part of the ship, and in terror the disciples woke him up because he seemed unconcerned for their lives. Jesus awoke, rebuked the sea, then proceeded to reprove the sailors for having a lack of faith. Even after the reproof, the disciples demonstrated great respect, awe, and amazement at the one in the ship as being more than a mere man. I personally believe that it was God who was doing the stirring the entire time of this biblical account. And it is God who stirs things up in our lives even today. He is the one who directs the storms. I'd like for us to see how God directs the storm, first of all, by seeing that He directs the storms by His will. In verse number 35, the Bible says, And He saith unto them, Getting into the boat was all the Lord's idea, and getting to the other side was His desire. A parallel passage of this account in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 18, tells us that He gave commandment to depart to the other side. It was Jesus Christ who commanded the disciples according to His will to go to the other side. It was God's commandment as well that this storm come to their life. Often when we are in the storms of life, our first thought tends to be that we must be out of the will of God. Have you ever been there? Well, it's always good to do an internal examination as Job did. However, these disciples found themselves in a storm because they were in God's will. He sent them there and he would see them through. A storm in life cannot overstep the boundaries of God's will. Since God is sovereign and the Bible teaches us that he is, then we must learn the truth that everything in life is under his control. And there are several ways that Jesus Christ directed the storm by his will. The first thing I want us to see is this. He directed the sight of the storm. He said, let us get unto the other side. Jesus knew exactly where and when the storm would happen. It had to happen when the boats were far enough away from the shore that they couldn't immediately turn around, and the storm had to come when the boat was in deep water to help them have faith. Shallow ground doesn't instill a lot of need for trust. However, the storm blew, and it tossed all the boats back and forth. Jesus was in absolute control of where this storm was going to take place and who would be affected. What we can learn from this truth is that God chose the place and the people to go through the storm. God chooses the place and the people even now to go through storms. If you are going through a storm in life or when you go through your storm of life, Know that God has handpicked you because he's doing something in your life to transform you into a stronger and better person. He knows exactly what you need better than you know, and he knows that the storm is the best thing for you to get you to the place where you need to be, which is the other side. God wants you to get to the place where you are trusting completely in him and in him alone. 
He knows that if you are cavalier with your money, that you'll be hit with a financial storm. He knows that if you're easily irritated and have a temper problem, you'll be hit with many aggravations. He knows that if you tend to be impatient, you'll get hit with a storm of waiting around. And God knows exactly what area in our lives need to be improved. So, He sends us storms in order to make us better. He knows what you need and He'll get you to the other side. But it very well might take a storm to get us there. Not only does His will direct the sight of the storm, but secondly, I want you to see that His will directs the severity of the storm. In verse 37, the Bible says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. The phrase, great storm of wind, indicated that these were hurricane-force gale winds that hit the boats. This was not a little spittle of rain, but a massive Category 5 storm. Now, I've been in many storms. I've been in many rains. I've been in many drizzles. We've been to Hawaii, and the rain there in Hawaii tends to be like that mist that you get at the produce department in the grocery store. Every time we've been in the rain in Hawaii, it's always been a light mist. However, we used to live in Alabama and North Carolina, where the rains are very heavy. The rains there can be so hard that the raindrops feel like water balloons dropping on you. And that's even before the hail drops and the tornado hits. This storm that the disciples were in was a huge megastorm. It was a tempest, a terrible one. It was a severe tempest. Well, God allows us to go through severe storms in life as well. Keep in mind that what may seem like a hurricane to one person may seem like a drizzle to another because they've gone through storms like this before. For instance, a vehicle fender bender could seem like a hurricane to one person, but a fender bender can be a drizzle to someone else who lost a loved one due to a severe car accident. We need to remove the false teaching that has been spread for decades among Christians. And that false teaching is this, that God will never give more than you can handle. That's not true, and that's not in the Bible. Jesus does give more than you can handle. As a matter of fact, this storm that these disciples were in was more than that they could handle. God will often give you much more than you can handle to teach you to trust God and be at awe of Him in the situation rather than to worry in the storm. God gave Job more than he can handle. God gave the three Hebrew children in the book of Daniel more than they could handle by throwing them in the burning fiery furnace. Yes, God does give us more than we can handle. God offers severe storms so that we can learn to trust His sovereignty and submit to His will. So His his will directs the sight of the storm, and His will directs the severity of the storm. Thirdly, I want you to see that His will directs the span of the storm. Now, I don't know how long this storm the disciples were in lasted, but I do know that it lasted as long as it would accomplish that which Christ designed for it to do. It didn't stop too soon, and it didn't go a second longer than God intended it to go. You see, 
God is always in control. He's always on time. And he's never late. He never overdoes anything. Often, when we are in a storm, we don't know how long it'll last and we want it to end right away. I often wonder if God allows us to go through storms for an extended period of time until we learn to submit to His will and to be patient, which is part of the fruit of the Spirit. In all of this, we ought to learn to place our all in God's hands and trust Him to direct the storm. Job is a perfect illustration of this. God directed exactly to whom it happened, to Job. He even was the one who initiated the entire storm in Job's life. He said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? And I don't know exactly how long Job went through the trial. Some scholars say that it went over a year. But we do know that it was very severe. But also that God was in control of the entire storm that Job went through. Some people have a hard time with this truth. But we better learn to be glad that the storm is under his control. If the storm were just running its own course, then it's out of control and there's no telling when it will happen. But no storm is out of control. God is always in perfect control of the storm. We can weather the storms of life knowing that it's safer in the eye of the storm of life in the center of God's will than not to be in a storm at all and still be out of God's will. So, he directs the storm by his will. The second thing I want us to see is that God directs the storm by his works. In verse number 39, the Bible tells us, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, is and always shall be the all-powerful God. He created all things. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, he is called the mighty God. John 1, verse 3, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. We're told in Colossians 1, verse 16, For by him were all things created, and there are, that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. The lesson these disciples learned in this storm was this. What God has designed, he directs. What God has created, he controls. What God has made, he has the power and authority to manipulate. And that's exactly what he did with the storm. And that's exactly what he did in the hearts of these disciples. Jesus Christ, the very God-man, has the power and authority to bind the sea. Job 26 verse 10 says, He hath compassed the waters with bounds until the day and night come to an end. Job 38.8 Or who has shut up the sea with doors when it break forth as if it had issued out of the womb? Psalm 33.7 He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Proverbs 8.29 When he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment. In verse 39, Jesus 
demonstrated his omnipotence to these disciples. The conclusion by the disciples in verse 41 was that Jesus Christ is not a mere man. He has the authority to command nature to obey. Understand this. Since the winds and the seas obey him when he's awake, then they also obey him when he's asleep. In his silence and in sleep, in his humanity, Jesus is still capable of directing the sea. Jesus, as the Son of Man, was weary, so he went to sleep on a dry pillow. But Jesus, the Son of God, was still active during this storm because divinity never sleeps. Psalm 121, 4 tells us, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. We must always keep in mind that Jesus Christ has never been out of control in any situation. God has never let any situation get out of hand. By his works, he can bring the storm to rise, and by his works, he can bring the storm to rest. Storms in life that are beyond our control have never been out of God's control. He directs each one of them for our good. Whatever storm in which you may find yourself sailing through, when you think you are hopeless, you are not. Luke 18.27 And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Why does God send storms our way? Sometimes it's to correct us, and in this case, it was to correct the faith of the disciples. Sometimes it's to conform us into his image, which was in the case of Joseph, Job, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So while you're in a storm, sail in peace knowing that God has always been in control. Jeremiah 5.22 says, Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea at a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it? And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail? Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it? God is bigger than any storm you and I face, and God has each storm under control. I close with this. Reverend Charles Tindley was a prominent preacher in the turn of the 20th century. Born to slave parents, Charles Tindley grew up learning about God through the plights of slavery. His mother passed away when he was two years old, so he was raised by a single father. Because of the financial difficulty following his mother's death, Charles Tindley was hired out by his father to work as a slave though he was a free black young man. Life was not easy for Charles Tindley growing up in the era of slavery. And when he pastored a growing church, even in the midst of the storms of slavery, Reverend Charles Tindley penned these words, When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea. Thou who rulest wind and water, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. 
when the hosts of hell assail, and my strength begins to fail, thou who never lost a battle, stand by me. In our everyday storms of life, remember that it is God who designs the storms, and also remember that it is God who directs the storms. He directs it by His will. He knows the sight. He knows the severity. And He knows the span. And God directs the storm by His works. He is the one who brought the storm, and He is the one who can calm the storm. So, don't live in fear, but sail in peace, knowing that the God who directs the storm is standing by you. Next time, we're going to take a look at the third part of this mini-series entitled, Remember Who Dampers the Storm. If you're looking for a Christ-centered, family-oriented church, I'd like to invite you to Anchor Baptist Church of San Diego. Our services start on Sundays. Sunday school is at 9.30 in the morning. Worship service is at 10.45. And then we have a short time together for some snacks, coffee, and some fellowship. Then we have our afternoon service at 12.15 p.m. We also invite you to join us for prayer and Bible study on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Also, Anchor Baptist Church offers a ministry called Reformers Unanimous, which is a Bible-based recovery program to help you or someone you know become free from destructive or addictive behavior. We meet every Friday night at 7 p.m. located. If you're looking for a church family where you can serve, I'd like to invite you to Anchor Baptist Church of San Diego. We are a Christ-centered, family-oriented ministry located at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. Our services start on Sunday for Sunday School at 9.30 a.m., and our morning worship begins at 10.45. Then we have a brief time of fellowship before we begin our afternoon service at 12.15 p.m. Our midweek Bible study and prayer time is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with a destructive, addictive behavior, Anchor Baptist Church offers an addictions recovery ministry, which is a Bible-based recovery program that provides freedom through the power of God and His Word. This program is called Reformers Unanimous, and we meet every Friday at 7 p.m. Also at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. For more information, visit us at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org or call us at 619-804-3413. That's 619-804-3413. Anchored in Christ is a radio broadcast supported by donations by faithful listeners like you. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you and you'd like to donate to this broadcast, please visit our website at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org slash giving and donate to Anchored in Christ radio broadcast. Thank you for listening and may God keep you anchored in Christ. You've been listening to Anchored in Christ with Pastor David Kahiwat. For more information, visit anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. Tune in next week at the same time for Anchored in Christ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.